This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie The Santa Claus. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. Oh, Cinema Vention! Best of popcorn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinema Vention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Santa Claus, like a clause in a contract, you see. My guest has seen the movie before. He is the maintainer of Showbot.tv and my fellow Diamond Club moderator. Please welcome back Preston Monroe. How are you doing, Preston? Pretty good. How are you you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to uh, find a Christmas movie that you had seen. Um, And uh, yeah, we're uh, continuing on the holiday uh, movie watching experience here on the show. Uh, and, uh, I'm excited to talk about this movie. This is good. This is an interesting movie and I had, I had a great time watching it and, uh, hope you guys are ready to hear us talk about it. And we're going to start off with the stats. Like I always like to do every episode. So the Santa Claus is available for rent or purchase wherever you get your movies on the internet or on physical media and is available to stream on Disney plus Santa Claus was released by Buena Vista Pictures Distribution on November 11th, 1994. The movie was directed by John Pasquin and stars Tim Allen, Judge Reinhold, Wendy Crewson, David Krumholtz, and Peter Boyle. The movie had a budget of $22 million and made $190.5 million in the theaters. Uh, Preston, do you remember when you first saw this movie? I actually don't. Um, this is a movie that um, I definitely saw back in the 90s when it first came out, but it was probably on network television or something like that. I, so I can't recall exactly what year it was. Okay, yeah. I would think network television, you know, uh, it, November 94 probably would have been on in 95 or 96, probably. I'm just guessing. Yeah, about yeah about that. It was probably on ABC or something, like a evening you know, eight o'clock movie kind of, kind of. Yeah, deal. for sure. I mean, this is definitely a movie that, yeah, this seems like a good, like prime time sort of like kids get to stay up late and watch this movie type of movie, you know, like, um, this is, uh, this is an interesting movie and, um, let's go ahead and talk about it because, uh, it, it took me a while, but it's, it's like, but it's like halfway through, I realized, you know, Scott Calvin, our, our main character here, is Santa Claus and it's also like you know his initials are SC which I thought was really clever and I I am disappointed that it took me about half the movie to realize that but I I appreciated that little joke that they put in about uh, about his character <laughs> yeah I like that and and that's something I hadn't noticed really uh before until like yeah third or fourth watching honestly and um but I did catch that you know he's a salesman at a toy company uh so that's kind of very santa like you know bring toys to children so yeah right it kind of almost seemed like he was destined to become santa especially with those initials you know like it it really felt like that yeah because like you said he's a toy salesman 
And then, you know, he has a kid of his own too, which definitely helps as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. and yeah, the SC definitely didn't hurt in terms of the initials. Um, yeah. With this particular story, it's like, th- this is one of those movies that's like, it, like it, it, like it really hits you, you know? Especially when um, Charlie goes from dreading the fact that he has to spend time with his dad at the very beginning to him, like, basically crying when Scott loses the visitation rights with him. Like, that one, that, that is a moment where that, that definitely tugs at your heartstrings a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, story-building movie. It's it's a, They make you like the characters, uh, character building, things like that. So you really uh, to, to feel what they're feeling. It's it's a very cookie cutter Christmas movie feel good, but you know it's it's that's what they're for. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, but about Charlie, um, it's interesting that (laughs) I I this was kind of weird and interesting the fact that in retaliation, like it definitely feels like Charlie has sort of some resentment about the fact that Scott loses his visitation rights with him, and that's probably why Charlie decides to you know go well because he asks. He asks his dad if he can um, go with him on, you know, the second time around when he's uh, when he's when it's Christmas time, you know, the second time around. Right. And and Scott is kind of resistant at first, but then decides to bring him along anyway. And it's like (laughs) I'm like, that is one way to scare your mother is to just, you know, basically kidnap your kid. Right. And um, (laughs) and and I have to imagine that was not uh, fud for the mother <laughs> yeah definitely and I, I mean it's we already know it's dangerous because we've seen Santa, one santa lose his life over this already so right I mean, letting your your kid take off in a sleigh like that or having your kid take off like that is just well and that's the thing she dangerous. doesn't even know about that too because she wasn't there for right. uh for the for the situation yeah but it, but also like charlie even calls his mother and like clearly tells her that he's okay but he's like <laughs> But he's he's like, oh, by the way, no, I'm not coming home. <laughs> like that, yeah, that was think. brutal, right? I, I I'm okay, but I'm not coming home. Don't worry about me later. Bye, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think the police were like tapping the line and like recording it as it was happening. I think too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, man, yeah, that, I can't remember of that that part, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. There, there's a lot of police action in this movie, so yeah, there really is. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. But it's interesting to me that this particular movie, it's, I don't know, it, it's it's an interesting one because it seems like they're very careful at towing the line between portraying Santa Claus as real, right? And also having people, you know, coming up with very legit logical reasons as to why Santa isn't real as well. Like, including when Neil is, you know, telling Charlie that Santa isn't real. And also the fact that Charlie, I I love this I love this part by the way when Scott's telling him a bedtime story at, um, at the beginning and Charlie has an explanation for everything in terms of you know the reindeer flying. It's like, well, you can't do this. Oh, but what about this? And how about that? And and, and Scott is just so annoyed with him. It's like it's like <laughs> he was basically in that moment saying, "Shut up, kid." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I've seen quite a few Christmas movies this season and, and more than one has had that uh, kind of explanation uh, scene where they're like, well, what about if they don't have a chimney? It's like, oh, well, then he comes in a window. And what if it doesn't have a window kind of thing? There's always an explanation to let Santa in. Usually it just comes down to Christmas magic, whatever. whatever <laughs> <it is. laughs> yeah, true. I mean, but I don't know. It's like, I feel like a lot of Christmas movies are kind of a little afraid to address that particular 
you know, issue of like, I mean, because this movie very much in particular, you have some of the actors, like some of the kids, some of the parents saying like, oh, yeah, no, Santa Claus isn't real. While also portraying the fact in that Santa, you know, is in fact a real person, you know, so it's like, I don't know, it's like a very fine line that they walked, but I think they did a good job at that. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think they did a good job. They they leave enough wiggle room in there. You could explain it away if you want to, or you can kind of uh, believe, you know, like the uh, season is for leaving, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned the fact that uh, that Scott was the director of a toy company, and I will say that kind of... It, what was weird about it is that, like, um, I kind of forgot about it after a while because it was like there was only a couple of times that you actually saw one, which we'll talk about in a moment because I have a funny, um, uh, funny story about that one or like a, a detail about it that I thought was funny. Um, but there's two other times um, where um, where it's mentioned in particular at Charlie's class. So at one point, um, Scott brings or or scott comes to charlie's school and it's sort of like a bring your dad to school day kind of um and um and and charlie um is trying to mention that um that his dad's uh job is santa claus but like like, by the way i just i love how he just casually blurts out santa's identity like that like it's nothing (laughs) you know i mean it's like santa's supposed to be this secret little you know, being Eddie and Charlie's just like my dad, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He basically doxed him, right? Yeah. Didn't he though? Yeah, he really did. Yeah. But, uh, but of course Scott's and Scott's trying to uh, say like, Oh no, no, no. What he means is I'm a toy director. And so I, right. I'm, I'm like Santa Claus. Like Santa. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I thought was that, that was a funny scene. And, so there's that so there's that one time like that was the first time I was like oh yeah that's right yeah he's the director of the um of the of a toy company cuz at the very beginning it's the first scene of the whole movie you uh, you obviously see the uh the office christmas party that takes place at this company um which I want to talk to you a little bit and go a little in depth about this because um we talked a lot about office culture in our last episode on office space mm-hmm but I don't know if we never, if we ever got around to office Christmas parties or if we did it, we maybe like touched on it a little bit. Um, I did I think a little bit. Yeah. 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 And so like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any office Christmas party stories? Yeah. I mean, it's nothing like out of the movies or anything like that, but uh, at our annual Christmas parties, we'd um, always have the couple of people that would get a little too inebriated and end up uh, stumbling their way out of the party kind of a thing. But you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. as wild as as butts on the copy machine or, you know, people <laughs> hooking up in a closet, broom closet or anything like that. So, yeah, somewhere in between. <laughs> that was uh, hilarious, too, because uh, th- th- you might be thinking, butts on the copy machine? What are you talking about? If you don't know what we're talking about, watch the first episode of uh, of hacking the system because uh, <laughs> that was such a uh, that was such a great uh, moment of that episode, and I and I have to imagine that was at sub office Christmas party that that happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, by the way, those uh, those roads out there that when he's driving home from the Christmas party, those looked like incredibly treacherous and. Uh, I got to imagine it's pretty accurate for this time of year. Um, if you celebrate Christmas, especially in upstate New York, 
because I definitely have seen roads that look like that when I've uh, visited my family up there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it looked very treacherous in that uh, in that shot. Yeah, I can't say for upstate New York. I live here in Washington and we've gotten a little bit of snow recently and getting more next week. And so hopefully it won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, right. At least you get a break from the rain, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I before we talk about my uh, my favorite moments about this movie because I definitely have a lot of favorite moments in this movie. Yeah. I do want to talk about um some of the issues that this movie has. Uh particularly um the fact that um I like we mentioned this movie is spelled is Santa Claus but Claus is spelled C L A U S E like uh like a clause in a contract, right? And I didn't know much about this film going into it. And before I even watched this film, I had this feeling that the clause that like the way it's spelled in the title has something to do with like a contract. And sure enough, I was right. But here's the problem I have with it, because I don't think that a contract being on a business card would be permissible in any court of law. You know, granted, we're not dealing with um, with with the court of law here in this, you know, fantasy you know fairy a fairy tale sort of story right but like i have to imagine that wouldn't pass in court right (laughs) well see i think you're thinking of it from the the our universe and you're not in the the santa claus universe you have to take yourself out of this universe and put yourself in the movie one sure you you can accept it that's what you have to do with every movie you take yourself out of your universe and you put yourself in the marvel universe or the star wars universe or the Pretty Woman universe, because, you know, hookers don't look that good, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty Woman, that's so, an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, so you have to take yourself out of your universe and put yourself into that one. So in that in that world, a as long as you pick up the business card and do what it says, which is put on the suit, that's it. Yeah, that's You're true. Bound. I mean, because on the other hand, yeah, like, on the other hand, we do agree to terms of services all the time without reading them. So, like... Yeah. You know, those are technically legally binding, too, even though we don't read them. Right. Like and and of course, um, and of course, it doesn't matter until you uh, until you, you get bit um, and you're dealing with a lawsuit. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's what it says in the terms of service that you didn't read. <laughs> right. That's a that's a deleted scene as the, he flips over the back of the card and there's like point one point type, just like very tiny. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. Glass to read it. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and it's like. um and it's like, to be fair, it was written on the card and he didn't read it. So, you know, if this movie has if, if this movie has taught you anything, it's to read every contract you sign and or get a lawyer to look it over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I read anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't if you haven't learned anything from this movie, yeah, take that away with you. So. I <sighs> this is an, another thing that I had an issue with the fact that Santa Claus just kind of falls off the roof, like, 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 because he falls off the roof, presumably it it sounds like, because he gets startled by the fact that Scott um, comes out outside and is trying to figure out like what that noise is. Right. And I thought that was kind of a little ridiculous how the fact that he just, he just fall, like he's been doing this. How many times? Like I'm thinking to myself, you're Santa. You have to be used to this problem happening, right? Like you have to you have to imagine that this has happened on more than one occasion. And like just and this one time it's like you are that clumsy that you just like fall off the roof like that. Yeah, I have to agree. If you've 
you've had hundreds of years of Santa, you know, how, how many hundreds of years? And uh, it's not like houses have changed very much, you know, recently. And suddenly the roofs are, are pitched or something like that. Houses have been around a long time. Santa's been around a long time. He shouldn't be falling off of roofs. They should have tethers or something like that. Right. Uh, place better shoes, magnet shoes. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Th- those elves are not working that hard. <laughs> I yeah. can tell you. But uh, and, they're building fireproof suits for him. Why can't they build something to keep him from falling off a roof? Yeah, right. I guarantee you that's probably next year's uh, <laughs> that's probably next year's plan, right, is to get like shoes that are more, um, you know, it's kind of like the running shoes kind of or like the boots that are like made so that you don't slip and fall on the ice, you know, like and, and it's like. And the, th- and the thing too is like I get that it w- that this movie is made for kids and that you know that was a hilarious moment where he's just like you know slipping and falling you know like that's a classic kids movie slash show yeah, trope thing yeah the slapstick right exactly but I can't help but think that it was probably a good idea that that happened anyway because like this Santa like this Santa sucks like he's really bad at his at his job right <laughs> yeah I, I'm just. These these elves are being way too reactive and not proactive, in my opinion. So yeah, that's all I'd say on that. Yeah, no shade at the elves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, because they could be doing a better job for sure. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a Christmas. It wouldn't be an American Christmas movie without um without saying that apparently Santa's route just ends in L.A. Or at least I have to assume that um that's where it ended is in LA. Like I, um, I, I couldn't exactly tell what city he was flying over, but it definitely looked like LA, right? Oh yeah. United States is one big long line from New York to LA and there's nothing else in between and yeah, nothing no. at the other corners. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Florida. Like <laughs> there's cr- clearly no other countries that exist out there. Nah, eh, nah don't worry about it, <laughs> but it's just John like, he's got covered sh- Chicago. So he's covered that. So, you know, yeah right yeah and it's like uh i mean i don't know it's like i'm just saying norad has definitely proven that that is not the case you know and there so it's like you uh you might have left some people out there you know <laughs> and obviously of course it's it, because it's an american christmas movie of course it ends in la it's like there's no need oh. to go into other countries right <laughs> nah, no need forget hawaii and you know not yeah, no. yeah, they they're all getting cold this year. And I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Hawaii is such is a very bad uh, little island there. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't really. This isn't really an issue I have with the movie. I'm more just imposing this as a question because I wonder how Scott and I, I'm wondering personally how Scott and Charlie got back home from the North Pole. Because they go to sleep in Santa's workshop, and then the next scene just shows them back at home, waking up in their own beds again. Like I'm yeah, trying to figure out how that happened. Yeah, again in the in that universe, I'm just writing that off as Christmas magic, and it's it's uh, it's a setup or a trope so that we, I guess, Scott thinks it was all a dream. You know, he wakes up in his own bed and and can't explain it, so it must be a dream. And so <laughs> then we get to watch him try and brush it off as it's nothing. So yeah, but Preston, I'm sorry. It's like that's not how my mind works. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, Bernard the elf drugged them and then drugged their asses from the North Pole back to their house. Broken <laughs> in bed. But so, I, yeah. I, I realize I'm slowly becoming Charlie. It's like, but how did how did he uh, get yeah, them from, did... across the water? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you strapped him to a reindeer and then. <laughs> 
Oh, so the reindeer is what brought him back. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Tape is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I, that, those were the only complaints that I really had about this movie. Everything else about this movie, I just, I really enjoyed, um, including Denny's. I, I just, I love Denny's just as you know a restaurant, but like even more so the fact that um that Scott brought uh, Charlie to Denny's uh, for Christmas. Before we talk about Denny's, though, um, can I say that Scott in the kitchen is essentially what would probably happen if you if you put me in charge of the kitchen, I'd probably burn <laughs> the turkey and start a fire just like Scott did. Um, I don't know. Are you good in the kitchen, Preston? I do I actually do most of the cooking in our house, but yeah, it mm. gets tough when you're uh, juggling things and trying to get foods to come out at the same time. So yeah, I can get away from you and I've definitely burned some things and ruined a meal or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Recently and, even actually. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. And uh, yeah, just casually starting fires in the oven, you know, no big deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I made a meal the other night and everything turned out burnt. And so we had ice cream instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, that's not a bad way to go, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, and it's like he gets the fire out and then it somehow reignites again. And it kind of reminded <laughs> me of, um, I don't know if you've, you pro- I don't know if you've seen iCarly before, but, uh, but if you have that the Spencer character in iCarly, like that is like a running gag on the show that he just sets fire oh, yeah. to everything. Like that, that scene definitely reminded me of that Um and it's funny because um, that particular trope would actually be like the entire premise of the iCarly Christmas episode, where it, because it basically revolves around the fact that Spencer set the Christmas tree on fire and all of the presents with it. And so, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I I, I see a lot of Scott in Spencer there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was no, great. I- Definitely remember Spencer setting things on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, and it was always the it was always the trope where like it would get set on fire again somehow, like yeah, multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, just like it did with Scott with the turkey. So like, yeah, that that reminded me of that when it was when it was great. But but back to Denny's. Um, I I agree uh, with uh, with what Scott says is that it's is the fact that it's an American institution, right? Because. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I go visit my family in upstate New York every year for Christmas. And one of the traditions um, that we always do is that we always go to the Denny's in town. We always have uh, we always have Denny's um, while we're out there. And the, and, it, and I feel like it's primarily because because we have we have a Denny's um, that's close by or at least I do in this, you know, neck of the woods. Right. But um, have you have you ever seen one of those Denny's that's like inside a gas station? It's like usually a Flying J gas station. I've not actually. The only Denny's I've ever been have just been standalone by themselves. So really, yeah, because that because yeah. that yeah because that's the case in upstate New York. But um, huh. but this particular Denny's is like in like a Flying J. It's like you walk in and then to the right. It's always to the right. You the Denny's is right over there. Um. Hmm. And I've went to it a couple of times, and the and the problem is it's just awful. Like they're constantly running out of food. The service is always terrible, and like even when you get the food, it tastes like so bad. I don't know how they're still in business at this point because like every time every time I've gone there, it's been a horrible experience. Um, yeah. Like so, yeah. You said you've only been to Denny's a few times. 
Oh no no the the few, the all the venues I have been to have always oh, been okay. standalone like the few that I've been to which is I mean I've been to what six or eight in my lifetime different ones but gotcha um, there was one you know one in my town that we used to go to every weekend you know Friday Saturday night until two a.m. and drink coffee and hang out so yeah, yeah I've been to dude. Denny's a ton of times. Yeah, I don't even think the Denny's is even open 24 hours anymore. Like, really? I mean, yeah, it, it's that's the problem with the pandemic is the like everything that used to be 24 hours here, like they're all closing now. It's like they would it's one of those things that I think it's one of those things where it's like it's stuck around um kind of uh, kind of uh as a result of the pandemic because because mm. they were ha- like right when the pandemic started, they were trying to um you know, shut down and like clean everything at like midnight. So they'd mm. always be closed from like midnight to 6 a.m. And I, mm. I think it's one of those situations where it just kind of, they just kind of left it that way and just never went back, you know? Yeah, blame the pandemic. That's why my dentist closes early now too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> annoying. Closes early. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think literally the only thing that is open like taco bell isn't even open 24 hours here anymore like quite literally the only thing that's open 24 hours um these days is mcdonald's i think like that's the only Mm. thing left and yeah and it's like when you're when you're in a pinch uh sometimes like i am and you're a night owl and you need something overnight yeah you're kind of you're kind of (laughs) screwed gotta keep that mac and cheese in the in the cupboard (laughs) <laughs> I know I definitely have a couple boxes of mac and cheese and some soup uh, yeah. in there. So it's like, if I'm really desperate, um, I have at least some option, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but uh, what's your favorite thing to get at Denny's typically? Oh, I'm just a simple, you know, eggs and bacon or sausage kind of guy. I'm not mm. like the moons are mayhem. I don't do any of that weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm one of those people. It's like, I can't bring myself to eat, um, to eat breakfast food at dinner time. I just, I, for whatever oh, reason, right. I just can't bring myself to do it. So like, yeah, but, but I always, their, 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 their fries are really good though. I will say like, um, the, the fries are, I get, I get it just a regular bacon burger and fries. So it's like, but it's pretty good. I, I really like it. So if it's if it's like af- way after dinner time, if it's after ten or eleven, that's when I can get breakfast again. If it's if it's sure. dinner time, I'll get a patty melt or something like that or a burger. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. I can I can get behind that. Um, yeah. Once once ten p.m. hits or later, you're back into the morning at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Morning pretty food. much. Yeah. That was one thing that um <laughs> actually I, I was about to say this story and you were there like we were um. We're, I think you were um, when we were crammed into that into the car after uh, oh, on our Austin trip, and we went through McDonald's. I'm I'm trying to yes. like I'm trying to still trying to figure out like they had um they were already serving breakfast when we went there at like what was it like one or two a.m. something like that. Yeah, shortly after midnight. I think they closed at two, so we we're trying to get there before they shut down. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they had already switched over to breakfast. Well, but wait a second. Yeah, if they're if they closed at two a.m., why would they be on breakfast? Like, okay, fine. Like, have the breakfast out, but also have like, like um dinner. And it's like you know, I was already uh, I was already drunk, so I was like, I was already irritated by like you know coming back home. But it's like that did not help. Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't McDonald's? Didn't they do the like all day breakfast? Or yeah. Something? I, I, another oh. casualty of the pandemic, I think. I oh, think that went away. Okay. I, yeah, no, okay. I, I think it. I think it was the pandemic. I don't know, but they, yeah, they stopped mm. doing that, and like, yeah, and it, and it's, it, I, I've never been able to figure out when, 
because it seems like every McDonald's is always different when they start breakfast. Like some sometimes it'll be like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Other times it'll be 3 a.m. Apparently, um, apparently it was at midnight at that particular location, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't eat at McDonald's enough to really know when when uh, breakfast is served. So, yeah, I'm there. I mean, <laughs> maybe that says a lot about my eating habits. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I eat lots of other fast food, just not McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, Going back to the movie, um, I honestly thought that the way they explained that Santa, you know, because we were talking earlier about like, oh, well, what if Santa doesn't have a chimney or whatever, right? And um, mm-hmm. and I love the, I, I actually love the way that they explained, um, you know, getting into the house without a chimney or a fireplace. And they go through this like other opening, which I, I'm not entirely certain what that opening does. I, I know, I know I've seen it before on other houses, but I have, do you know what that, what that's for? I actually don't even know. Was it in the back of the fireplace or where, what, I forget which. Yeah, no, there, was, well, there was one house in, well, uh, cause I'm talking about the scene where, um, where the fireplace just like appears inside the house. He right, has to go through right, that right. super small hole. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, like, cause if it's not a chimney, I'm I'm trying it's, to figure out what it, that is. Well, because I mean, I, some chimneys are not just the the um, stone at the top or the the brick or whatever. So some sometimes a chimney will just be a pipe that kind of sticks out the top. And I'm wondering if that's what it was. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, and it just didn't have a fireplace. But but I liked yeah. uh, but I liked that a fireplace just appears in the room right. and like all the <laughs> objects shuffled around like. I thought that was actually pretty clever because I have to imagine as a kid, I probably thought about this question a lot and I'm glad that they had an answer for it. Albeit kind of a little, a little weird of an answer, but an answer nonetheless. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the effects were pretty good for 1994 too. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause, cause yeah, it's like the picture, it's kind of like move out of the way almost kind of, and it just mm-hmm. like, it just pops up there. Um, and, it walks out or he walks out of the fireplace like that. Like, yeah, I thought the, I thought the effects on that were pretty cool. Um, and by the way, I'm definitely stealing that and using it as my excuse to whenever I have, hopefully have kids in the future. Um, (laughs) here, here's, what's interesting. You talked about the fire retardant suit and, um, Mm. and it's interesting to me that again, it's like, yeah, the, the, he, Santa has been at this for several years now. Right. And, and it took the elves this long to find, to get that suit figured out. Like Santa's literally in the business of going through fireplaces. Like he would think they would have, yeah, these elves should have been on top of this. They, he's it's fireplaces aren't new pitched roofs aren't new, right? Dogs, you know, attacking them aren't new. I know that wasn't in the movie, but all these things, you should have run across before and should have contingencies for the yeah. new stuff should be things like, uh, I don't know, like security cameras. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Cameras, but that's yeah. Like security cameras. Problem. What what else would be new that, um, they'd have to watch out robots. For? <laughs> <Century> robots. <laughs> yeah. Robots, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, Amazon bot. yeah. The ring I doorbells, know, but, I guess. Although that, I guess yeah, that counts have- as a security camera too, but, on motion sensors, but they even had motion sensors back in the, in the nineties. So yeah. Right. An issue. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody, somebody let their research department know that they're slacking on the job. Right. Right. They're again, reactive, not proactive. So <laughs> they should be thinking about these things. Yeah. Yeah. 
you could tell. Uh, so this joke, you could tell it was aimed. This was aimed at the kids. Like the, I, I, but Rudolph farting like is just. It's funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm yes. I, I'm eight years old. I don't care. Like farting is funny. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. <laughs> yeah, you got to have some fart humor in there a little bit for the kids to make them giggle and for the adults even. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Music. Or at least for the adults to be like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, but he, but that line also where, um, where Scott tells Charlie that Santa's reindeer, it's like j- trying to explain away the reindeer as a gift mm. from the cable company. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're getting the Disney channel. <laughs> and that was a great line. However, having, having dealt with these cable companies before, I can, I can assure you they are not that generous. That that was definitely not the cable company, right? No. Well, it used to be that you could tip the cable guy like 20 bucks and he'd get you a couple extra channels, but mm. that was back in the day. Mm. Or all the online ordering, you know. Yeah, yeah, times have changed, I guess. Um online bundles. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what I should have done with my uh with my spectrum technician that came out here the other day. <laughs> it might still work. I don't I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I our uh, Jackie has told me that apparently it works. I think Jackie told me that's oh. what she does. So, uh so apparently it still works. I don't know, but there um you <laughs> But uh, also, the I, they probably did that too, just to get a plug in for the Disney Channel. Probably, like that's probably what that was for, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a Disney movie. We watched it on Disney. Yeah, Disney right. Plus, yeah, because so. it's like, yeah, it's a Disney movie, and it's like convenient that you know they're saying, "Oh, we get the Disney Channel now." It's like, yeah, convenient. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprised there wasn't a Mickey Mouse doll in the background or something. Yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned that because in the research for this show, it, if you look, if you squint real closely, um, they actually snuck in a Mickey Mouse on the moon um, in one of the shots, oh. actually. So yeah, there definitely is a little shout out to Mickey Mouse in the in the nice. movie. Wouldn't be Disney yeah, without that. that, right? <laughs> but um but uh let's see. Yeah. So so my other favorite line uh like when they when they start flying the reindeer is, you know, cuz Charlie is exclaiming like, "Hey, we're flying." And then Scott <laughs> telling him it's like, "It's okay. It's okay. I we're flying. It's okay. I lived through the 60s." <laughs> that is one of those jokes that's like the kids don't understand but the adults oh boy they understand that joke (laughs) definitely for the adults right because uh because definitely they were probably talking about lsd (laughs) oh probably yeah mushrooms or lsd yeah mushrooms lsd weed Uh, honestly either one of those three could apply to that (laughs) true so I I love the character Bernard. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, that the Bernard character, like he's kind of like the head elf in charge. I love how he's like so mean to uh, <laughs> to Scott the entire time. He's like so mean and dismissing. It's like, ugh, what what is like? I don't have time for you. But then turns around yeah. and is like so nice to Charlie. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great character, and that's uh, David Krumholtz. I've. Uh... Mm-hmm. recognize him from lots of things that he's been in um i was gonna bring that up that he is mr universe from the firefly serenity movie actually Ooh, that's where yeah. some film nerds might know him from he also was a star of like a tv show called numbers which i saw a few episodes here and there yeah he uses math to solve crimes kind of in that uh was there a reboot uh, of that recently because i feel like i've 
I feel like I saw that like an ad for that recently, or maybe I'm just watching. Maybe maybe I was watching an old thing on YouTube or something. I don't know. Yeah, but um, it, it was a pretty long running show, at least at like six or seven seasons, I think. So yeah, yeah, good run. We probably probably and you mentioned the Firefly movie. That's that should probably be a movie I cover on Cinemavention in the future for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably want to watch the series first and then watch the movie but oh is oh is, uh, okay yeah is that the order the tv series go uh, and then the movie right in release okay got it okay hmm. it was because the the season one kind of ended on a cliffhanger and i'm i'm not the expert on any of this i just know uh tangentially but yeah it ended on a cliffhanger and so rather than have a season two they did a movie to kind of wrap things up okay yeah yeah because they yeah it was one of those <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I believe, sorry. Yeah, I believe you can watch the movie on its own standalone. I don't think you have to watch the series, but uh, okay. if you're going to do the whole thing. Yeah, it was probably one of those situations like, where they brought the the um, the Firefly. It, it, like, because you said it was canceled, like, kind of in season mm-hmm. one, right? And so, yeah, they they had the movie so that they could, you know, address that. That was probably one of those, you know, fan um, cry out um, things. What, what was exactly, that one yeah. show that Amazon brought back? Um that got canceled then a couple of them there was yeah like the there was one i remember a few years ago yeah there was or... there was one a few years ago i remember where it was like i think it was on like sci-fi or something and then they canceled it and then amazon picked it up for for pr- future seasons i i don't somebody will have to i don't uh, remember I don't, I don't remember which one it was but it was fairly recent there. yeah but uh yeah i think it was like a sci-fi series if i remember correctly but anyway Oh, um, it was the expanse. The expanse. Oh, that's what it was, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah and and it's the same right. thing here, except with streaming, you can just continue seasons where they left off. This one, right. you know, they just we didn't they didn't have streaming back then, so they just made a movie instead. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that makes sense. By the way, uh, speaking of the elves, Judy the elf has this great line. By the way, like she brings she's bringing up this cup of cocoa to scott and scott tells her that she looks good for being 1200 years old which i thought was kind of hilarious the fact that um that presumably it's like they have they they have figured out the de-aging process i guess because uh because if they're if they can be around for 1200 years and still look like that <laughs> that's some yeah that's, speaking of yeah, special effects in 1994. That was a really good one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but it, but it's like, uh, but like Judy is like talking to Scott, and he's telling her how good she looks for 1,200 years old, and I and she responds with like the best line ever. Oh, I'm seeing someone in rapping. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that the elves uh, have some sort of interoffice romance <laughs> going on. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, and, and apparently. It's open to Santa if he wants <laughs> at least to hit on them. Or I guess, yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't think he meant to be hitting on them, though. I don't. That's that was true. that's def- definitely wasn't a uh, the intention. I don't think with that line. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it was an innocent comment on his part, and she was just making a joke out of it. So right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, I do like the the joke of the age of the uh, um, elves. They do that in Elf too, I believe. They, yeah Mm -hmm. uh, santa's so many years old right yeah yeah, the movie we uh yeah the movie we just covered uh on the last episode yeah um Mm -hmm. you haven't checked out that episode that's a pretty good one too um but uh that chipmunks track uh was a nice little touch some people kind of in the watch party were getting annoyed (laughs) uh, or got annoyed with that track 
I I love the chipmunks, man. Like I I love the track. Like it's it's you can't have Christmas <laughs> without the chipmunks. I don't think it's right. it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, and then that's another Disney plug, right? So you've got the uh, um, was that a Disney plug? Wasn't hmm. it? I don't Aren't know. Part of Disney. Well, I think I think actually technically it is because yeah. I know that the 2007 movie was done by 20th Century Fox. And so, yeah, technically, oh. I think it is a Disney property huh. now. I don't know if it was back then or not, but that's true. Back but, in 94, um, it may not have been. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but because Disney does, because <laughs> Disney acquires everything, uh, it eventually did become a Disney property. Eventually, <laughs> it was foreshadowing, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Although it's interesting because I think they, I think they have like, because I know there's an Alvin and the Chipmunks like Nickelodeon series, which is which is interesting because I'm pretty sure um, that's still 20th century Fox owned. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So I guess Disney is making it for Nickelodeon, I guess. I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know that one. Um, but uh, I mentioned it earlier about, we were going to mention the four, uh, the third thing that, uh, that I remembered when Scott was part of a toy company and that was the board mm. meeting. And when Scott was eating uh, during the during the board meeting before it started, the Jeopardy think music was playing. And that was the exact and, and it wasn't like a like a cover of it either. Like that was the actual um, um, think music playing, which means Merv Griffin just um, just earned a million dollars just then for that uh, for that playing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Merv Griffin it's- is still getting the royalty checks, even though he's even though he's dead. <laughs> yeah. What, what station was, uh, or is Jeopardy on? Was that an ABC thing? Cause ABC. Uh, on Disney. N- well, no, that's in, that's in syndication. So yeah. So it's, uh, okay. it could be on any, uh, it could be on any channel. I know they recently brought back celebrity Jeopardy and that's an ABC thing, but, um, but yeah, Jeopardy yeah. is just in syndication. So I think mine is on for the Disney connections. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think mine is on the NPC affiliate here. Um, if I'm, if yeah, I like remember correctly. NBC. So yeah, it's, but yeah, it, it, it's different for everyone. So uh, yeah, it, that's, that, that's why you hear all the time, check your local listings because, because, oh, <laughs> uh, because if they, because if it's in syndication, it could be on any network. <laughs> um. So, um, that was great. Uh, there were a couple of moments too, where, um, where Scott becoming Santa Claus was pretty good. Like, e- even though he didn't have the Santa Claus outfit on Scott was very still clearly, um, you know, being Santa Claus and the kids like, I don't know. I don't know how the kids figured that out, but they somehow did. And they're lining up to talk to him and, you know, asking him for gifts and stuff at that at that random kids soccer. Oh, I'm sorry. Football. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but during that soccer game, you like, they're just, and, and there's no snow on the ground too. So this has to be like in the middle of like spring or summer when this is happening. Right. And somehow mm-hmm. they know, and I'm not entirely certain how, but <laughs> yeah, again, it's Christmas magic. <laughs> right? So yeah, it's just, um, they, they say kids can like sense ghosts and things like that. They can sense Santa too, probably. Mm-hmm. When you when you be able to sense the person who brings you free stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. True. Uh, also, the I kids' presents being shipped from Federal Express because, of course, they yeah. would, right? Like, <laughs> right. And like, and and also, apparently, uh, we now know it only takes four Federal Express trucks to ship every 
every Christmas gift uh, that Santa brings to the kids, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Well, apparently, some people say they all fit in his sock, too, so. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Four trucks, so. Right, what yeah. Story you're following. And also, it was the old Federal Express logo before it got shortened to FedEx, which is which is yeah. pretty cool. That that's happened a lot in um. The, I I I we've covered like so many movies on Cinema Vention where that's the case. It's like it's kind of weird that it's like I I don't know. I have yet to see a movie where I see FedEx instead of Federal Express. Like that's how hmm. that's how much it's been Federal Express, which is interesting. Like I'm. I'm also trying to wonder, I, 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 I think it was like the late 90s, early 2000s when they shortened it to FedEx, right? Yeah, I don't even remember when that happened, honestly. I just yeah. know it happened at some point. But All I yeah, know about I the current FedEx logo is that if you if you look real closely, you can see an arrow in the logo. And once you see it, <laughs> you can't unsee it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I that was that blew my mind, by the way, when someone pointed that out. And I was like... I was like, ah, oh, dang, yeah, no, I, every time I see the FedEx logo now, I always see that arrow, and I, I yeah, but it, it was like, you're, you're not gonna be able to unsee this, and I'm like, god damn it, of course. <laughs> I went, I went years without noticing it until somebody pointed it out, and I was like, oh, now I can see it, every right, single time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But my two favorite parts of like when he's Santa Claus, too, is like, he shaves off his beard, and it instantly grew back, like, Yes. That was one of my things. And of course, his heartbeat would be Jingle Bells. It, it took me a second to figure out what that beat was. But yeah, but it was Jingle <laughs> Bells. And that's his heartbeat, yes. apparently. <laughs> apparently, yes. The transformation is happening inside and out, right? Mm-hmm. So, right, right. Yeah, the, the transformation, I, I thought they did a good job with him kind of, you know, gaining weight, going to the doctor. And the doctor's like, oh, you need to lose some weight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but also saying he's healthy, too. Like, yeah. yeah. That's that's what was crazy. Um, but speaking of uh, speaking of uh, fat, uh, e- either I was saying in the watch party, either Tim Allen had to put on a ton of weight for this movie, or he had to wear a fat suit. It sounds like they opted mm-hmm. for the fat suit. Um, and it turns out that um, he uh, uh, that Tim Allen only could wear it for six hours because it had poor ventilation in it, and oh. so yeah, so they were probably crunched for time when it came to uh, getting those scenes because of that. So. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Tim Allen. Is, speaking of Tim Allen himself, um, it was interesting. Um, and Wabbit actually uh, uh, found this out. Um, I can't remember if it was the IMDb that he found it in. Um, I think it was. But um, but he was actually the um, Tim Allen was the very first person hired by Disney for a film who had a criminal record, and apparently mm-hmm. Disney for for reasons that are, you know, like v- very, like it, it's a very good reason why Disney has this policy of, you know, like a strict, no criminal record policy. Right. You know, for, for good reason, I'm sure. Right. But, um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they decided to hire him anyway, which I thought was interesting. Um, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. You're speaking about a company that had very strict policies on uh, their park employees not having facial hair or uh, even their uh, sexual preference and things like that back in the day before that was illegal. So uh, it doesn't kind of surprise me that they had a rule about um, about someone's criminal activity or, or background. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it, it all depends on what was done, you know, what the person did and did they serve their time, in my opinion. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad that, you know, they gave him the chance. And like you said, he, he was already successfully uh, on the show uh, Home Improvement. He had right. a long stand-up career before that. So he was one of those stand-ups turned TV show turned uh, movie star. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Home Improvement is an interesting one. Have you seen Home Improvement? Yeah, I mean, I grew up with it and watched it and even watched mm. it reruns since. Um, they've got some good Halloween episodes that we kind of go back to uh, in oh, October. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, everyone is telling me I need to watch that uh, show, like including the watch party. We were talking about it. Um, and uh, yeah, and apparently it has some, uh, I, I'm originally from Michigan and they've got some Michigan references apparently in it too, mm. which... Um, which I'm sure home improvement had to have been a, a hit in my town uh, um, back <laughs> when I was growing up. So, but, um, but, uh, but also uh, another person who's in home improvement that I have a connection with indirectly, Richard Karn uh, is also yeah, really? in home improvement. And um, one of the, uh, one of the uh, hosts of family feud, um, you know, and, and he was actually like the very first host, like, the first time I ever saw Family Feud, like, was when he was host of the show, you know, and mm-hmm. of course, yeah, people all people know about, you know, Steve Harvey hosting Family Feud, but this was before Steve Harvey, before John O'Hurley mm-hmm. even hosted the show. Yeah, um, it was Richard Karn. And I thought he did a pretty good job at being Family Feud host. I got to say, like, I, I, I he was one of the better hosts, in my opinion. So, yeah, he's got a good, friendly personality and, mm-hmm. and good banter. So. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really yeah. So, um, so we'll, we're going to close with this because, um, I, um, while looking up, uh, this movie, uh, for streaming it for the watch party, I noticed that there was a new spinoff, uh, streaming series, the Santa clauses that's on uh Disney plus. Uh, have you watched that yet, Preston? I have not. I actually just did see that on the IMDb today, so I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, when you go into Disney Plus, they're they're promoting all their Christmas stuff, and so this is up there. And mm-hmm. so it's the Santa Claus two and three, I think, which I've also seen. Right. At least once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there may be a fourth. I cannot recall, and if there is, I I don't think I saw the. Yeah, fourth, I think if I remember, two is pretty good. I think if I remember correctly, you have the two and the three, and then I think mm. the fourth is kind of like a kind of like a behind the scenes or like a short story type of thing. So yeah, I don't think it's a full on movie, but, um, but this Disney plus, uh, streaming, uh, series, uh, yeah, I had no idea this was a thing and yeah. yeah, And it got released this year as a matter of fact. And and in fact, I think there's new episodes coming out for it. Um, you know, right now, even as we're, you know, right now as we're recording, um, this, you know, um, and, um, I don't know how many episodes yeah. there are of it. I would assume it would probably, we're probably getting towards the end of it. If, uh, you know, since December is, you know, where there's only like two or three weeks left in December, which is freaking crazy, by the way, that, that we've only got three weeks left of the whole year. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, well, there's six episodes listed on IMDB, so I don't know if there'll be more, but. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So someone. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you. So yeah. You haven't seen it, uh, Preston. So yeah. so everyone. Uh, everyone that's listening. Uh, tell me. Um, in. Um, tell me in an email or on Discord. Email at cinemavention.com. Let me know if I need to watch the second and third Santa Claus movie before watching this streaming series. Uh, let me know because because uh, if I don't have to watch the second and third movie, I will absolutely go in and watch uh, and watch it on Disney Plus. 
So um, my guess is that you probably don't have to. They're, they're, you know, they'd be fools to make something that you have to do homework for. So yeah, although uh, although the MCU also exists, so <laughs> that is true. You know, so I wouldn't put it past Disney to uh, to not put out a series that requires homework. <laughs> Let's just put it that, that way. Is true. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have reached uh, we have reached the rating time. It's time to give our final ratings of this movie. Preston, thumbs up, thumbs down. What's your rating? I'll give it a thumbs up. Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, this is a movie that we put on usually at Christmas time to like decorate the Christmas tree. So a, a nice background movie uh, where you know the jokes and you kind of know the the storyline. And if you stop paying attention for twenty minutes, you can pick it up wherever it's at. So. It's, it's great for that kind of a thing. Uh, it's funny, uh, good performances. Yeah, I liked it. All right, right on. And was there anything I forgot to ask you? Was there anything that um, was there any uh, like moment in the movie that you liked in particular that I didn't mention? Oh yeah, I mean, I just love uh, I, I love Bernard the Elf. He's actually pretty funny, and and mm-hmm. uh, if you like him, he's actually in the second, the, I think the third one quite a bit. Uh, definitely the second and. Uh, I think I love in this movie the Q scene that he has where he's talking about the the fireproof suit and the the headset where the hat um like the the little jingle ball at the end of the hat is actually the microphone for him to talk into and things like that. So yeah, that's probably my my kind of favorite scene in the movie is he's getting acquainted with all this new gear that he has to uh contend with. So Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh I'm looking at uh I'm looking at the uh in the chat here it looks like um okay yeah uh only th- plus the series okay so you, you so wermel is saying that uh it sounds like i do need to watch the movies in order to watch the streaming or er, uh series uh wermel correct me if i'm uh correct me if i'm misinterpreting what you're posting there but uh um, oh, really two and three yeah, well. it, so- it sounds sure. like it. Yeah, which um, okay. okay. Yeah, Wearmall is saying yes. I need to watch uh, two and three first. All right, yeah, I knew it. I knew there would have to be some homework. I knew it. <laughs> but <laughs> <Of> uh, <course. laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give my rating now, and I am going to agree. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up as well. Um, and you know, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for these, you know, wholesome movies, and you know, these like you know, like movies that were probably, let's be honest, probably written for kids. But, uh, but I, I just, I enjoy it. It's like, I really liked this movie. Like I probably would have liked this even more if I was a kid too. Like, I feel like that was kind of like my fantasy to know the ins and outs of, uh, Santa's workshop. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm glad that I got around to it finally, at least. So, um, so yeah, no, I I I thought this was a great movie. So thumbs up from me. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie to make you feel childlike again, even when you're not. So yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, we are going to be we have we're it's now time to do the feedback segment uh, during right. our show. I don't I don't get to do this often, but we did get an email from uh, from some person named uh, Bio Cow, which is. An interesting name. Hmm. That's a that's an interesting one. Uh but but BioCow wrote in about our um <laughs> about our um uh, conversation about home alone. And uh yeah, and and they were talking about how um you know I they, they love conversations about older movies and how would they would be different with modern technology. 
and that's kind of a thing we that I pointed out is like I'm not, I want, I'm not really sure if this movie could be made uh it, with uh, with modern technology today. Mm-hmm. Um and uh <laughs> but uh but and but uh one thing that they mentioned is that you know that you know no 8-year-old probably has a cell phone because Kevin um, we weren't sure about Kevin's age um in the episode and apparently Kevin is portrayed as 8 years old. And yeah, no eight year old has a cell phone. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can agree with that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh and, and they were saying all that you would need is, uh, is, is a scene where, um, a phone gets, uh, put under the Christmas tree and that's how they, uh, how they communicate with Kevin. Um, also you'd probably have a scene where Kevin can't get into the computer to get online. Cause it's, parents have the password because you know he's too young to use it and i and i and i'm glad that they also said like get the sleeping through the alarm thing would be would be a lot tougher um but apparently uh um he linked to an xda developers uh article about a uh about an alarm bug that happened with the google clock and so it, it's not inconceivable that an alarm application could bug out on a phone uh but uh, but yeah, he says uh, with Home Alone, it, it, um, with these tweaks, Home Alone could be made into a modern movie. I I don't know. Like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, the alarm thing, I just I can't get over it because it's like even with that one bug that happened or, or that could happen with the alarm, it's like that one thing in particular. Like, and that's that just that one thing I think alone is you know the thing that would prevent this from happening because the whole reason they leave kevin behind in the first place is because they they missed their alarm because the because of the power outage so like i just i don't know even if you consider everything else i just don't think that the alarm thing could work i'm sorry like i just i don't think it could work right so you don't think that that you don't think you could portray it or explain it well enough in the movie for it to be uh plausible it sounds like oh i'm sure it could be presented as plausible but in my in the back of my mind i could always i would always be like okay yeah it just happens to not work on this one particular day you know like i i would have that thought process the entire time it, it, during the movie if that happened so i, yeah, I don't know got to be at least one person with um with a plug in alarm clock in their room or something like that not everybody's going to have the alarm clock that's right but then only, the only other the but then the other um ki- kids or the parents would wake them up you know right. like i don't know man like maybe it's one of those things where it's like the parents um have that old-fashioned alarm clock um and they don't use their phone and and like the kids are just running around and the parents wake up i guess that'd be the only I way think- you could make it conceivable to me yeah i mean you could also do it you could also say okay well let's say the main husband and wife are going to set their alarm to wake up on time. So the whole household says we got the alarm set. And then the husband's like, you know, got the alarm set. And it sounds like I've got the alarm set, but he's asking, have you got the alarm set? So there's confusion and hijinks ensue, you know? So that's, that might be a better way to do it. And even that is, is very implausible because again, I mean, how, how big was that? His family, there's like 11 children at least. Right. No, uh, yeah. That they counted plus all the adults and everything. Yeah, so it was a j- big family. Yeah. Somebody's going to have their alarm set besides the the parents. Yeah, somebody has to, right? Yeah, like, so, 
and and yeah so it's like if you take that one thing like even if you even if you consider the fact that all of those previous things right like i just mm. like, like he because, doesn't have a cell phone the computer's out of out of commission right yeah the 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 alarm yeah. thing is the hardest thing to yeah get right and 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 arguably that's the part that you need the most to work in order for the whole story to work you know what i mean like so yeah. i just i don't know and and the, th- the thing is they have made like more they have made remade this movie or have made like other sequels in the modern age so it's like i'm curious now it's like how in the world do they leave him behind in the sequels with modern technology i uh, unless they Unless they just leave it set in the '90s, I guess I'm not really sure. You know? Yeah, I haven't watched the other ones, or maybe if I've seen them, I don't remember them at all. But I don't know how he gets left behind. Uh, the The second one's like yeah. Home Alone in New York, so maybe right in a hotel room or something, and he gets lost. Yeah, that one I can conceivably see, right? But um, but 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 like the sequels that were like made for television, I just I don't oh, know. Yeah. Unless you're keeping the unless you're keeping it in the '90s, I don't see how you can make this story with modern technology. I just don't, but yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get past that, that cell, the cell phone alarm clock, because that's pretty flawless. That's how I wake up every morning. So yeah, same. No, I, I, yeah, I literally don't even have my alarm clock. I just do, or I don't have a alarm clock. I just use my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which that has bit me in the ass a few times, but, (laughs) but again, it's not going to bite 15 people in the, in the ass. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yep. But, uh, right, but yeah, well, this, uh, this right. Your writer sounds like an idiot and he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> or she, or she. Yeah, man. but, but Hey, uh, thank you BioCow, for writing in. And, uh, if you want your feedback read on the show, um, the way to do it is to send an email, email at cinemavention.com. Uh, and, uh, thank you for, uh, uh, sending in that email and thank you Preston for joining me for this episode of cinemavention. Uh, this was such no a great conversation about the Santa Claus. Uh, if yeah. folks uh, if folks don't know where to find you, where can they go? Um, you can go on the internet and say BioCow three times and I'll appear. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mostly Twitter, um, even though I know that's a controversial place right now, but I, mm-hmm. that's the the most public place to get me. Otherwise, Discord, if you're in any of the Discords I'm in, the Diamond Club or the DTNS Discord are good, two good ones. Mm-hmm. And other than that, my phone number is no. I'm not <laughs> five five uh, five. Yeah. No, your phone number is five five five. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. But also, uh, <laughs> uh, check out if you're a streamer, check out Showbot.tv as well too. It's a great little utility that you can use, and uh, I I use it on my stream. Tons of other uh, streamers in the Diamond Club and beyond. Uh, use it mm-hmm. so check it out if you're a streamer showbot.tv it's a great little tool thank you yeah absolutely all right well thanks for having me on yeah and uh happy holidays to you and your folk uh have a wonderful christmas merry christmas absolutely happy new year absolutely man of course i do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show if you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners you can join the conversation in our Discord. That's over at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the watch party, don't worry because we have it available exclusively on demand to everyone who supports the show over at patreon.com slash is one. Thank you so much to everybody who supports the show over there. Really helps us keep it going. And uh, thank you so much for doing so, especially around this time of year where I know finances are 
are difficult for people right now. So a massive thank you. Of course, if you have thought um, if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today, like I mentioned, you can send in an email, email at cinemavention.com or drop a comment in the Discord as well. And your email or Discord message could be read on the show. So uh, th- um, those are the two ways to communicate with the show and visit the website to see previous movies we've covered on this show. All of them are over at cinemavention.com. And while you're over there, you can uh, you can subscribe to this podcast. Uh, um, you, you, there are plenty of podcatchers to choose from. Pick your favorite, subscribe, and if you really love the show, leave a five star review. If your podcast player supports it, really appreciate it. Of course, uh, I'm also live twice a week uh, where I play games with the community. That's also over at Twitch.tv/wscottis1. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing the music for this show over at Incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week. We're going back to where this podcast all began. We'll be discussing the movie Die Hard 2, uh, the, 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 movie that, the movie franchise that started this entire podcast. Uh, we're, going back to, we're going back to it again. And uh, I am so excited to talk about Die Hard 2. That is going to be a fun movie to revisit, uh, uh, or the franchise, I should say, to revisit. Uh, It'll be the first time I've seen Die Hard 2. So I'm so excited to return to the Die Hard franchise, and I hope that you will be as well. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)